Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Hancock. JJ's here. Peter's here. Kyle will eventually be here. I'm here. Howard. Oh, Kyle is here. Okay. Oh, yeah, I made it just as the song. Spoiler alert. Uh, hey, how Kyle's everybody? Happy Monday. Yeah. Grace, not ever. Is it happy? Uh, it's Monday, I guess. It's not Monday. It's almost over. It really is. I didn't have to watch oh. a Red Wings game tonight, so that was good. Oh. That's why he's happy. Uh, speaking of Fair the Red Wings, uh, the Week in Review <laughs> is the first thing on this rundown that you guys have bestowed upon me to deliver to the listeners. Uh, last time you guys did this, they lost to the Flyers, right? And you did it after the game, and everyone was uh, positive. And oh, since then, they've oh. lost two Canadian teams, the Jets and then the Oilers, and uh, five in a row. And, uh, yeah, the ship is sinking. JJ, you go first. Just where, where are your, <laughs> Where's your head right now? I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I don't know. It's uh, I, We knew that the team was going to be bad at times and they were going to be good at times and so far they have been more bad than good but uh two straight losses to canadian teams who came into our barn having played the night before uh dealing with injury problems playing their backup guy their backup goaltenders against us when we were arrested both nights uh losing both of those is, is pretty shitty and i said after the edmonton losses like it was basically one of those shit happens kind of games that just so happened to be the fifth straight loss <laughs> so like had that been the first loss in a while i'd be like eh, well, i don't care about that one but you tack it on to all of the other losses <laughs> it's just um mm-hmm. It's just getting ridiculous, and, and the, the weird thing is, like, I don't know if they're if they're actually coming out of it yet, and that's that's the worst part. Like, they they kind of still owe us a, a game where they deserve to win and end up losing because they haven't had one of those yet. <laughs> I, Peter, uh, I oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, um, sorry. No, no, that's okay. I mean, I think. Um, you know, you know the Edmonton game probably out of the out of the, the last few was the one going in where, um, I mean, obviously, you know, I always hope we're going to win going in, but um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Edmonton's been you know really hot. They've been you know beating lots of teams, and I going in, I, I didn't think that we were going to win that game, um, so it wasn't too surprising. However, like it was pretty disappointing to watch because. I don't know. I was trying to, as, as the game was going on, I was trying to remember, you know, if there had been a game this season that we've had like that few chances. Like it seems, it seemed like we, I, I, like I, I, I kept trying to think back, like when's the last time we had a good, like an actual good scoring chance. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe like the, the Florida game, the second game of the year. Um, I just remember that being kind of you know, the same type of boring thing. Like we're, we just couldn't get, couldn't get anything going. 
Uh, I mean, the other games we had chances, like we didn't finish. Um, and then, you know, even when we were winning, like we kept giving up these, you know, odd man rushes. We kept, uh, you know, losing men and having them, you know, end up in front of our goal wide open and our goalies were saving us. And, I mean, you know, Howard played really well last game. I mean, our goalies aren't playing bad, but, I mean, when you give up that many chances, you're going to start seeing what we've seen, and I think that's what we're seeing now. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not my turn. Um, yeah, so, admittedly, I, like, I think after, like, the second period, after the Oilers scored, I was just like, I, I can't do this really anymore, so I just kind of tuned the game out. Um I was also still riding off the waves of a Lions victory. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to ruin my good vibes today. Um, so anyways, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating because it's like, there's nothing they can do. Like, I don't think the team's going to, like, it, it is what it is. I mean, this is what event, essentially what, what most people expected the team to be. I mean, but, they went from being super lucky and scoring left and right, and now it's just they can't do anything right at all. And it's like they don't have the goaltending to save them this time. So, I don't know. It sucks. Um, I'm running out of explanations or, like, uh, I want to say, like, uh, excuses. I don't want to say excuses, but... It's just like there's very little like good stuff. There's very little good stuff happening, and not just on a performance level, but like the way the team is sort of being managed in this, at the same time. So it's just really bad, and it's hard for me to keep my chin up. I kind of sucks because like I'll be like super negative about it. I'll say, man, this really isn't that worth it. But no, <laughs> I'm just I'm just upset, and I, I I just want them to be good. I want them to be really good. I want them to win. Um, the Stanley Cup every year. Well, you mentioned just how the team's being managed. Monday morning, we found out that Tyler Bertuzzi's getting called up, not Anthony Mantha. They put Vanek on long-term IR. Uh, I think we were all surprised this morning that it ended up being Bertuzzi and not Mantha. Um, what was your, and I'll just stick with you while you're, you're talking, Kyle, what, what was your initial mm-hmm. reaction to that? Your thoughts on the well, decision first- to call him up? Yeah, at first I was like, okay, no Mantha, that's okay, this is fine. And then they started, then I was like, oh, okay, well, he's just going to be brought here to be, a, you know, like a, um, essentially a, 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 a bottom six player. But no, <laughs> like, he's going to be playing, like, well, he was skating on the top line with, uh, with, with Nielsen. And so it was just like, Okay, does this team actually not like Anthony Mantha, or I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. So um, it's 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 tough. I'm it, I, it sucks, and I, I feel really bad for Mantha because he's playing really well in Grand Rapids. But I mean, apparently the team is set on being a being a what a uh, gritty, dirty goal scoring team. Um, and that's just all they they want to stick to it. So I mean, good on them for sticking to it. But I don't know. I would have liked to see Mantha. I think he deserves it. But whatever. Guys, you can also feel free to just jump in. 
It doesn't have to be me like teeing each one of you guys up individually. Feel free to have a conversation. Um, yeah, because Bleshill told the press that what he wanted was more of the greasy goals that Tyler Bertuzzi is is supposed to bring. Because yeah, I originally thought too that uh, essentially he was going to be up to uh, to fill a bottom six role since uh, Glenn Denning hadn't practiced on Saturday before the the Edmonton game, and Miller played only like six minutes and forty seconds during that Edmonton game. Um, so it seemed like there was going to be somebody on the the fourth line coming out, and it, it still does. It looks like Miller is the odd man out because um, Zetterberg didn't practice on Monday, and Miller was basically taking his spot. And obviously, we know Miller is not going to play on a line with Larkin and Advocator. So, or he might. Who knows? Or Tatar and Advocator. Um, so Bertuzzi comes up and he's he's playing like on the top line um honestly with with the manta thing i'm i'm kind of torn on it because manta is playing really well in grand rapids he's got seven goals in nine games uh doing really well versus tyler bertuzzi has two goals this season um Blashill says like he wants a guy who's going to get more shots on goal. They have the same number of shots through the the earlier part of the season, but Manta's seven goals came like six of those were in the first four games, and he's got one in the last five. So I can understand why they may have why like the what have you done for me lately might have kept Manta down. Um, it is weird to me the concept of like getting to the front of the net and, and getting to the dirty areas. Uh, the the tiebreaker goes to the guy who's like four inches shorter and 20 pounds lighter, but it's not really a question that Tyler Bertuzzi is a uh, a grittier player than Anthony Manta is, and I don't know how much I want Manta to be like super gritty, but like seeing him be more uh, Jamie Ben would be nice. So I don't know. I'm I'm waiting to see how Tyler Bertuzzi does because honestly, I think that both Manta and Bertuzzi ought to be ought to be up. I think they ought to have been up all season yeah. long. Um, so I, I don't want to like I don't want to be disappointed that we got Tyler Bertuzzi up because I've wanted that all season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that last part especially is important. We've, we've been talking about that kind of you know throughout the day that um, you know it, it, like, you know at least for me like uh, it, it's not that. It's, you know, it's not that I'm anti-Bertuzzi. I mean, after preseason, you know, we were, we were talking about, you know, who deserves to be here. And, I mean, you know, both you know both of them kind of showed that they – not kind of, but they did show. You know, I mean, I thought Bertuzzi had a really had a really strong preseason. Um, I, I could be wrong. I'm trying to remember back. I remember Manta – I mean, I, I remember him, you know, cycling. I remember him, you know, being in the corner. Like, I don't remember him just kind of – floating around or something i mean like he seemed like he was playing you know at least at least somewhat of a physical game um but i mean it it just it just seems strange i mean we've been talking about this too where you know like there seems to be kind of like this disconnect between what we expect from the young players and what we expect from the veterans where 
you know, it seems like, I mean, for whatever reason, you know, some people have said that, you know, the the press seems to be kind of like, like setting it up or whatever. But, you know, I mean, like, it, it seems like nearly every game we read some type of quote about, you know, oh, yeah, Athanasio did this, but then there's some type of negative thing where you read, you know, like the other players, like there was an article about, you know, Sheehan, uh, Sheehan's slow start, um, like I think a couple of days prior to like the last, you know, after the CEO thing. And I mean, it's all positive. It's like, oh, you know, he just, you know, he's doing the right things and stuff. And it's just, it seems like the quotes we're getting about those players are different than the quotes we're getting about like after the CEO up in the NHL. Um, and I mean, like, you know, if it happens a couple of times, sure. But like, it, it seems to be developing into a pattern. Like it seems to be pretty consistent. I'm with JJ. I think that it definitely should be, you know, he should have, um, both players have, should have been on the team to begin with. Um, I mean, you, you, you can't tell me that Tyler Bertuzzi is more useful than Steve Ott or Drew Miller. I mean, it's just, it makes, it's asinine to me. I mean, you have good young players for cheap. Um, why do we neglect that, the, what what the NHL has basically engineered for for teams uh, to use these entry level contracts as like you know a cheap effective stopgap for many teams uh, or you know to to be effective um, and not have to break the bank like you would on a Steven Stamkos or a John Tavares because he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna he's not playing in New York but. Um, no, it is. It is what it is, and it sucks. And I just, I really, it's tiring. I hope, it, I hope it, they just stop doing that. But I don't think it will. You know what it is? Is they don't want Mantha to get hurt on Tuesday against Philadelphia when they are planning on trading him to Winnipeg on Wednesday <laughs> for Connor Hellebuck, of course. You are. <laughs> is JJ honest question here? Sure. Truba just signs, signs. So, like, is there a, a, a window for how long they have to wait to trade him or anything like that, or can it just be done immediately? They could have traded no, him by it, now. It could have been done two minutes after the yeah. uh, deal was officially registered with the league. Okay. So, if 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 people listening haven't heard, Truba has re-signed uh, with the Jets for what was it, two years, six million, right? Yeah, three million AAV. So, which in theory makes it reasonable for a lot more teams. That contract just screams to me that they were basically just sitting there and they're like, okay, sign for super fucking cheap for like two years, and then we'll trade you because that will help us because a contract like that is going to up his value. Yeah, everybody's got to be drooling over that. Are you kidding me? I, I'm like, like taking my shirt off listening to Barry Manilow over it. But <laughs> surprised you were wearing a shirt, <laughs> huh? No, I think I you know. <laughs> they yeah they trade for him and they pair him with Brandon Smith and it's a Truba romance with uh, with those two and combined they make less than Mike Green so. Um, yeah, like it. It's so weird that like the NHLPA has got to be 
pissed off at Truba for signing that deal. But it kind of yeah. works out. He's going to get $6 million. He's not going to be in Winnipeg for the next two years. Or he might. I, I don't know. Um, he'll still be an RFA after that year, after that's over, but he'll be arbitration eligible by then. So he won't it, – like, it will be impossible unless he lets it happen for a team to essentially lock him out until November again. Um, if that happens, he can always just file for arbitration and get a market-friendly – or get a a, a a deal that makes sense in the market and then have whatever happens. But with the fact that he, he's he got a $3 million AAV, basically every team can fit him in. I mean, the Red Wings wouldn't have a problem with clearing $3 million in cap space to fit Truba, and uh, right now the Red Wings are literally the most cash-strapped or the the most cap-strapped team in the entire league. So um, at this point, I've just got like I I'll believe it when I see it, but I'm just so terrified that like Boston is going to get him for some like combination of air partner, and like that's just I'm, I'm seriously going to rage quit hockey for like a, a few days if if that happens. It will well, I mean, be I a the, very red and nude time. <laughs> the the talk here has been, and I think it came from Drager. It was one of the Canada stations. I don't remember who it was, but that they wanted Spooner, Carlo, and a first for Truba. Um, which Carlo's played well, so if you, that's the young defenseman going back. And Spooner, what, costs like a million bucks less than that, puts up like 50 points a year. So do the Wings have the equivalent of that? Um, no, not really. We have a first-round pick. <laughs> we don't have a Carlo. No. Um, our version of Spooner is probably better than their version of Spooner because it's got to be Larkin, wouldn't it? I mean, unless you want to call Athanasiu, but he's like he hasn't proven around the league yet that he's on Spooner's level. So right. And then, like we just got the big problem, we don't have a Brandon Carlo. Like there, we don't have a defensive prospect with as much buzz as that kid does. We could have, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably the big problem for you know. I mean, you know, Winnipeg supposedly wants um, you know a a top defensive prospect, uh, you know, something like that. So you know, like you said, I mean, I think that's going to be the big holdup for us. I mean, I think that's always been the big holdup for us trading for him. Well, I think you just almost you, you, you don't have the defensive prospects. So if you're giving them a Smith or you're giving them a Sproul, which isn't near the level of Truba, isn't near the level of Carlo as far as stealing, you you if you're giving the lesser defenseman, then you have to overpay elsewhere. Where I mean, is it throwing in an extra first round pick if you were offering, you know, Svechnikov? Do you up it to Svechnikov and Mantha or something like that or? I don't know. I'm just And then at that point here. it's almost it's getting to the point where they are just gutting themselves for this defenseman. So right. I mean I don't know. It's 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 dicey. It's really, really it it Truba's really good and I would he's probably one of the only defensemen out there with the names in trade talks right now. I mean there's not many to be honest, but um he's the guy who I'd be okay with you know, ponying up the dough for, but you know, if you're talking Manta and you're talking Svechnikov and then you're talking another top defensive prospect and, or something like that, then it's getting into the realm of, okay, 
maybe lateral. I don't know because I don't know. But, I mean, trading for him right now means makes the team better right now, and that's what the team wants to do um, because I think Ken Holland has – Ken Holland has built this roster, uh, whatever, uh, and I honestly think that he thinks that the he it could be a contending team, and it's I mean it's not like like as bad as it is in Vancouver where they just you know throw shit at the wall and then just call it a contending team. Um, it's just I I think that they do they I I would not be surprised if Ken Holland thought this team was close, uh, and I just I don't see it as bad. I think you get Truba, but there's still other things that need to be uh, taken care of as well. Um, so, I don't but, know. But, but yeah, the, I, I don't the, think mm-hmm. you just you think you you gut yourself a bit to get that defenseman, but it's yeah. harder to get the defenseman than it is the forward. So oh sure you yeah know, for sure it's it's, it's easier so to restock to that cover than the one that you currently have empty. Mm. Yeah no that's the that's that's the uh, that's that's a good way of thinking about it I think is that. Yeah, you, you mortgage up the future, but, I mean, it's so difficult to come across potential number one defensemen that are young um, in this league. I mean, it's practically impossible. I mean, how long have the Redwings been trying to do it now? Ever since Lidstrom left and, and, and all that, they thought it was going to be Cronwell and that, you know, he's whatever. But anyways, it, uh, or, I mean, they wanted it to be DeKaiser, and that's not going very well. So, um, you know that's uh, it's a, it's a big old big old bummer, man. And I think that you know if they if they can make it happen, they will. But there are going to be multiple teams who are going to be in on Truba, and they're going to really uh, they have multiple teams with other things that the Red Wings don't have. No, I mean, so J- JJ just. Or or Peter, either of you guys, feel free to weigh in. I guess we get as as much as we want to dream that Truba's coming here, hope and hope's not a strategy. What's there, there really isn't a a realistic light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I mean, if this it seems like we're going forward, most more probable than not with the defensemen and the forwards we have now, you know. Vanek comes back, or maybe a Mantha comes up, or Tuzi goes back down, something like that. But the guys in the organization are the guys you have now. Is what team do we have? Do we have the team that won six in a row? Do we have the team that lost five in a row? Probably in the middle. But what, what's your assessment? I mean, we're about what a month into the season now, a little more than that. Yeah. I mean, right now, I'd, go ahead, Peter. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, you know, when the season started, um, I think it was like the very, very first podcast I was on, we had a reader question, um, you know, about, uh, you know, you know, are we going to make, you know, the streak, are we going to make the playoffs? And going into the season, I mean, I didn't want to say this, you know, because you always want to have a, have a, a good team and a good year. I mean, I, I didn't think we were going to make the playoffs this year. Um, I don't think we're as bad as the worst of what we've seen. Um, but I, I, you know, I, 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 def- I think we're closer to the team that's lost, you know, on the losing streak than the team that's on the winning streak. Again, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that bad, and I think that's one of the problems that we that we kind of talked about before is like, you know, the teams 
you know, if you look at the teams that have, you know, all these young, you know, young players, I mean, they had to really suck for, you know, yeah. well, in Edmonton's case, I probably like they sucked way longer than they had to. Um, but, you know, I mean, Toronto, you know, they got Matthews, they, you know, they got these young guys, but I mean, you know, they basically just, you know, threw away last year. Like, we're not that bad. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to get a top pick. But again, I mean, I don't think we're going to make a playoff run if we if we do make it in. So we're kind of in this middle place, and part of the problem is like the way our team is set up, and like the contracts we've already given out. Like I think that was one of the reasons why you know we, we weren't happy with you know the 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 contract extensions et cetera for the last two years. Is it kind of puts us in a place where we don't have a lot of great options, you know? Like, and that's that's going to be the problem, I think. Well put. Yeah, I was muted. Sorry. Um, no, I mean right now we are on pace for 82 points, which is not a playoff-making <laughs> season. So I mean, I thought, it's, I thought you said two points. Yeah, we're. Uh, I mean, that's not a, a playoff-making season with with 82 points right now. Um, I mean, shit, that's that's closer to the bottom. That's like a, a pretty decent. Uh, chance at, at winning the draft lottery. So uh, I think we're probably closer to like a a 90 point team. That's not any better. That's still not a playoff team. So um, at this point with the people they have in the pipeline, provided that they're not going to make one of those shakeup moves to see what else changes. Uh, the best bet is to play the kids and start developing that uh, that three-year plan instead of going along with with the limping. Unfortunately, with with the with the way they are now, um, it's going to be too late to do that by the time that they make that decision. Um, you know, you've got American Thanksgiving coming up, and that's the big the big key about whether or not you're you've got a good chance to make the playoffs, but. Uh, Ken Holland is not willing to uh, take much of a, a gamble on pulling the shoots. So we've got to have guys that are willing to uh, get the kids more playing time. Um, Miller and Ott are not going to be part of this team three years into the future. So I don't think they're going to win us any games in the short run either. So you've got to start you know, if it's a case of, well, we need them for their penalty killing, well, then you got to start developing penalty killers who are going to be around for the next three years. Um, if it's going to be we need them for their locker room potential and the, the attitude that they have and, and that, then then great. But I don't think that you don't have to do – you don't have to do that on the ice. Um if you're great in the room, then just stay in the damn room. Don't come out. Um, so that's that's where they need to be. And really, I, I get that we shouldn't close the book on the possibility of Danny DeKaiser becoming a top-pairing capable defenseman because he is still on the edge of the, the growth curve for D-men. And if you can make it a little bit easier for him, then great. But at, in the meantime, I think you've got to really get on making the hard decision about what your defense is going to look like going forward. Um, 
specifically Brandon Smith is a pending UFA and I don't if he's not part of the plan going forward then we've got to start giving Sproul and Ouellette time to sink or swim um so far it's it's been a lot more sinking than swimming but it's that's it's the growing pains this is this is how collapse happens it's it's not like just overnight you get bad unless you're vancouver um (laughs) it's slowly but surely you've got a bunch of guys who are playing one or two slots in the lineup above where their talent allows them and they just slowly get in over your head like that. It's it's a quicksand process. So um, if that's what we're going to be in, then I would rather fight our way through that with uh, the eye on, on being stronger in the future for it than the, the plan that they seem to have going right now. Well, speaking of quicksand, the schedule upcoming could see the wings sinking down the standings <laughs> even further. Um, you know, just just looking ahead, you you mentioned American Thanksgiving as that benchmark that Ken Holland always mentions as as you know, hey, mo- most playoff spots are decided by then, give or take. But back to Philly, home versus Vancouver. Then you got Montreal, Tampa, Montreal at Montreal, Tampa at home, and then at Washington. You know, the 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 next two weeks is kind of like. I, you know, you're not going to say the season's over if things go terrible. It's a hefty but bill. It's it's a very make or break stretch where you're either sitting pretty or you you could be looking at a major hill to climb. I mean, when we're two weeks from now, as we're getting ready to eat turkey, are we thinking like, okay, who are we trading at the deadline? Or are we thinking this team's okay? They're going to just they're going to survive. I don't think that they're going to trade or trade at the deadline. Uh, obviously, I don't think they're going to be in a position to buy anything. Um, and then I don't think they're going to just sell because when has Ken Holland ever just done that? Um, and he has made it very clear. Yeah, that but when has Ken Holland ever been so far out of a playoff spot? know come the American Thanksgiving or come the turn of the new year or come the trade deadline that he's had to sell I mean no you're right he's never been in that situation but like I was about to make with my 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 uh my my point that you interrupted me you know um Ken Holland for whatever reason (laughs) thinks rebuilds rebuilds take eight years so he's (laughs) I he's not gonna do it because apparently you can't rebuild a team in three years or two years like Toronto has been doing. Uh, I mean, it, he, he has this, like, mentality of rebuilding means you're going to be terrible for the better half of a decade, and that's just not true. It'll happen if you are terrible at rebuilding and you have no idea what you're doing, like Edmonton or like what Vancouver is about to go through. Um <clears throat> I mean, you have to have smart minds to rebuild. Rebuilding isn't some mindless, all right, well, we're just going to be really bad and we're going to get as many high picks as possible and then everything will work out and it'll be all sunshine and unicorn parts. It doesn't work like that. You know, there's there's actual, um, there's an art form to rebuilding a, a roster, especially uh, in this uh, in this era of, of sport, not only sport, not only hockey, but sports as a whole. 
um, you got to go out there and you got to get those those smart little signings like those PTO signings and then trade them off and then acquire a third round pick for this guy that you know it's it, it, it that's that's how you rebuild and that's how you you do it in a an effective manner not just this like oh well we got to be bad for 10 years getting first overall picks in order to rebuild the team you know I just don't think he knows how to and I don't think he's going to do it plus I don't really have anybody to sell they sell Mike yeah, Green yeah, yeah they could sell Mike Green they could also sell uh, uh, Bannock if he ever gets healthy Bannock will be a trend acquisition Brandon, Brandon said. I mean, if they wanted to go, if they, if they were like ready, like if they were like, okay, we need to, we're gonna, we need to blow this up, we need to go, and um, we're gonna start rebuilding. Then you should just turn, you should just turn right there and just trade Thomas Tatar. Trade Thomas Tatar. Uh, I'd even take offers on Nyquist. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'm sure you you're going for it. You go on Nyquist. I'm sure he does. Absolutely. Who wouldn't? But yeah, I don't think he's gonna sell anything. And if he if if I'm wrong, then I will be so happy to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just if, I Yeah. I, if they end up like what? losing and selling, I'm gonna be happy for you for being wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad. Fucking I mean I'm gonna be mad, but I'm gonna be happy that I'm that they're actually that they're forming some sort of a plan. The team doesn't have a plan right now. That's the problem. That's what well, they do have a plan. The plan is to, plan. to make the playoffs <laughs> yeah. and continue the streak. We don't like yeah. the plan, yeah. but it's a plan. It's a shitty plan. Yeah, shitty I think plan. we all agree on that, but it's a plan. I want, yeah, I want a plan that strikes hope in me. Hope is not a strategy. Well, yeah, but sometimes you need support. I got plenty of hope in this plan. Confidence in it. I've got hope. I'm just Tatar's already gonna looking at Mock Draft. again anytime yeah, so. soon. Helm is going to keep living up to his contract because I think Helm has actually played pretty well so far this year. The defense is going to get shit figured out. We'll be fine. 15 points in uh, in 17 games after by Thanksgiving, and everything will look awful, and the youth podcast will continue to be just horrible shit shows that nobody wants to listen to. But <laughs> by Christmas, uh, we'll all be singing a different tune. A Christmas tune. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas song, JJ? Um, the Gremlins theme song. Ooh, that's a good one. I have seen parts of Gremlins. It's the you second best Christmas movie ever. <laughs> Behind, Behind Die, Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. Die Hard, I don't know if that's a yeah. Christmas movie. Oh, it definitely yeah. is. Yes, it is. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, should we... Should we drop down to the positivity corner with all this, this sure. talk of trading <laughs> this everybody would be a good and time tanking? For it, yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is, uh, this is why we brought on positivity corner. <laughs> yeah. So, Kyle, let's start with you. Mm-hmm. What's positive with you I in think, the corner? I think you. Yeah, I think you're all wonderful people, and I love talking to you once a week about hockey. Um, in terms of Red Wing, um. <laughs> Should I just go to what JJ said last time? <laughs> I am positive. <laughs> no. um, I'm excited to see Tyler Bertuzzi play. I like him a lot. 
I'm excited for him to play at least five games. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, really that's, that's all I you Four. No, I actually have, I am actually very uh, excited and uh, happy to, to to see him uh, to get a call. Um, and I hope he honestly just destroy it, just tears it up, and the Red Wings have to put somebody on waivers to keep him there. Yeah, he's going to be our. Uh, yeah, let's Peter talk. Peter hasn't talked in a while. That's okay. Yeah, cause it seems like there's like a like a one second gap and everybody talks. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> for, for the Red Wings one, I, I was I, I was going to say you know being Tyler Fuse play, but. Uh, I will come up with another one. Uh, actually, I'm going to combine my two um, because I believe that the day after Thanksgiving, like we were talking about, uh, when the Red Wings come to New Jersey, I'm going to find, you know, I'm going to get to see my first live game of the season, and I think hopefully I'm going to get to meet Jeff. Right? Yes, yes. It yeah. will also be my nice. first live game of the season, and uh, we'll have a beer. Yeah, that will definitely be a positive experience. Jeff is a lot of fun to, ha- to take in a game with. Yeah, yeah, he's a good time. Thanks, guys. Makes me yeah. feel even when it's fun. even when it's miserably cold outside and we didn't bring enough beer to pregame. Um, Jeff is is a lot of fun. That's my that's my contribution to positivity positivity corner. That you guys are really fun to hang out with in in person. Peter, I haven't gotten the opportunity to do that yet, but I'm just going to trust that I will really enjoy that. Well, I can give you the scouting report afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like no like the Harvard scouting report? No. We're not no, going to cancel no. the rest of Wim's season. <laughs> <laughs> um, team-wise, I've I've really been happy with the way that, that Jimmy Howard has, has played so far this season. Um, I don't want to like, do it. Like, yeah. Uh, he's just really uh, more calm. I think he's moving side to side a little bit faster too. Uh, that was one of my uh, my big complaints about him. Um, you know, it's it's just it's good to watch that 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 situation has has been good so far. I'm happy. Okay, so we drop the like Timmy Howard and get to read your questions or something. Well, I didn't sure. get to say anything. No, oh, yeah, you're you're. Oh. I'm sorry, Jeff. I apologize. Uh, I'm I it, I'm very happy that Justin Abdelkader got engaged at the Joe. Oh yeah. Horny, but yeah, good for him. Good for him. Hmm. Everybody should get to experience like some corny love shit. That's that's the best part of life. <laughs> that shit that makes you all puke because it's so trickly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Spoon feed me it gives that. You butterflies and a wiggly. I don't know, whatever. It really does. It, it makes feel me feel funny. Good as a human. How gross, it's sickening that. Like, no, I'm serious. It does. It's great. Well, speaking of gross and sickening things, mm-hmm. reader questions. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, those 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 Jeff segs are just the best. He <laughs> should be in radio. What was the Trevor it. Thompson one that that he said the other night? It was purely. Oh, yeah. oh it was. It was about applicator. He talked about. It was like he, um, he, 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 he you were engaged the out there on the ice, and you were literally yeah, you were engaged with a power play in the first intermission. Yeah, <laughs> like literally all of us who were like, "Oh, hey," he, he said something like, "Just like one of Jeff's segues." <laughs> well, I've been I've been giving him pointers. 
<laughs> it shows his honor presence is really improved. Do I'm not doing enough thumbs up though. Uh, Holmes from '96 wants to know what's wrong with Marizic. Nothing. Marizic. 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 Um, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I just what, what did we expect him to put up those free kiss numbers? The <laughs> defense is average in front of him. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think the problem is like we, you know, we we give up like 18 high value chances a game, and he can't stop all of them. I mean, he has to yeah, look he, bad. The, he gets left out to dry. Like, uh, oh, I, what was yeah. it at that overtime game? Um, Against Philly, where that that over uh, that overtime goal, where he just like was trying his like he just got sprawled out and it was just like yeah. oh god. I think oh, he ended up at the boards. Yeah, but he's he's getting he's getting left out to dry. Like um, I think probably way worse than than Jimmy is. I mean, Jimmy was left out to dry that New York game and he pulled that one out of his ass. Um, but I think that yeah, he's just. Unfortunate turn of a uh, turn of how the team is playing in front of him. Yeah, I think uh, he's got kind of a a rhythm and a timing with his, with his defense when things are on that like he yeah. can bail them out when he like kind of knows how he has to bail them out. But they've been screwing mm-hmm. up in kind of unconventional ways too. So like I don't want to take the blame away from him because like he gets he gets overly aggressive sometimes. Um, he's still not as great on his short side post as he should be, but like there are lots of times where like it just it's just off right now. It's mm-hmm. it's not yeah. awful or anything, but he'll get back into the rhythm. It's fine. I mean, the team's out of sync, and it's just throwing him out of sync too. I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Grandma Flarkin wants to know what will it take to separate the OMG line and add some add some versatile skill and speed on that line. Uh, they all get injured, or Ken Holland gets fired. I feel like we've been asking that question every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like well, if we knew the I mean, answer, we would. It sounds we like it will be the next game. Yeah, it'll be the uh, OGS line. What the we OGS. need I'll is. My, I'll tell you what might break it up uh, if Tyler Bertuzzi becomes like some sort of Brendan Gallagher type player. That go, might yeah. help. I'd be cool with that. We need Danny DeKaiser to get jumped in a fight and for them to be the third, fourth, and fifth guy in. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be DeKaiser. It could be, let's say Brendan Smith get his ass kicked and, and they all come to his rescue. <laughs> he, he won't need rescuing. When's the next time we play Toronto? <laughs> um, uh, MD row 12 wants to know uh, Sproul or Roulette and why uh, I'd I take Sproul uh, I'd take Sproul because but Why not both Yeah I know why not both You shouldn't <laughs> have to ask with one, one or the other No but I'd take Sproul just because I think he has more offensive Upside than Olet does Olet's a better skater um, And To be honest I mean Olet Olet is just I don't know. He's kind of vanilla to me. He's kind of just a vanilla player. Like, there's nothing too super flashy about that. And I know, like, the, I really love safe and sound defensemen, but I like the fact that Sproul can put up a little offense and he can 
you know, he's just like a Brendan Smith, but right-handed, and, and he's got some good size, and so I, I like that. So I, I would take him, but, again, no. Why, why do we have to pick? Why not both? Jeff, you going to put in on this? Yeah, I think Sproul's the right answer here. It's just the, the upside in general is probably higher with him, and the Wings kind of need to need the upside right now more so than just Ouellette. He's right-handed. Yeah, Ouellette doesn't seem like he's got more the rare. ability to take over a game. I think Sproul is more likely to have, like, I don't, I, Ouellette just doesn't seem like he's got the capability of, like, being a game changer. Like, he can yeah. play to not lose, but I'm tired of that. I want I would rather, like, he actually put it into his own net um, and also give us an opportunity to to put, like, three into theirs. So I think Sproul is more of a game changer, and that's why. Evil Pants uh, basically wants to know, uh, can there be something we're not seeing? I mean, it seems to me for a guy to get this level of coaching, he ought to know more about the game than the rest of us, or at least how to ice the best damn team. Paul and I kind of get the game has moved on. He hasn't, but Blash, it seems, should be young enough to know better. So Evil Pants thinks that he knows better than Blash. What do we think? Um, I think he doesn't. So we're just let me just get straight. Just asking why it doesn't seem like Blashill gets it. Yeah, why does Blashill suck at coaching? I, don't, I, don't I mean, understand. I, I'll, yeah. I'll always. I just think it's the influence from above, and I'll always go back to twenty-four-seven, where you saw. Babcock and Holland having discussions and talking about things and and it almost seemed like a team you know Babcock's coaching but they they would just work as a team making decisions and and I just kind of feel like it's probably similar situation with Blashill but Blashill also doesn't have the the pedigree that Babcock did or does so you know he he may give way to some of the management's thoughts yeah, I think right yeah, now what we're looking at is the second season in a row where Blashill is uh, getting the realization hammered into him that he doesn't have the team to play the system that he wants to play. That's true, too. Yeah. Because I like Blashill's up-tempo defensive involvement system, um, but they make the team that they currently have makes too many mistakes to continue to do that. That's why... Um, that's why Edmonton almost seemed like a moral victory because we held them to less than 30 shots and didn't let them score three goals, even though we lost. Um, that's that's what the Red Wings are, and I don't think Blashill wants to do that. But um, outside of getting permission to really go buck wild, which I don't think Holland is going to give him, uh, he's got to find a way to win games. So I don't think he's a dumb coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think that right now the Red Wings don't have the team that uh, that Blasio wants. Yeah. Yep, that's, uh, yep, you nailed it. Hobby Cleveland wants to know about the prospect report that we uh, answered the question last week. Uh, still on hiatus, hopefully soon. NMU, uh, question. Thank you for the warning. If they continue to falter, <laughs> would they consider to bring up more kids, or is that just wishful thinking? Uh, and if you look at DK, the majority of his time in the league is played with a left-handed partner. It seems like every time they move him with a right-handed partner, his game just seems off. What do you guys think? Well, that's unfair. That's two questions that I'm you snuck one in on us. Uh, Peter, go ahead and start us off. Uh, what about the is it more kids wishful thinking? Um, I mean, we talked about that before a little bit. I think uh, that's probably what I 
would want to see. I mean, going into this offseason, that's what I was hoping to see. Um, do I think it's going to happen? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe if, you know, we do see, you know, the next couple of weeks just, you know, you know, go, you know, uh, as negative as we think that they could, then maybe. Um, but I think if we're anywhere in the conversation for the playoffs, I don't think you're going to see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would like to see it. I don't think we're going to see it unless we are pretty far out of a playoff spot. Right on. Kyle, what about DK? Is he bad with a right-handed partner? No, I, I don't think that has anything really to do with it. But I don't know. It's, I think he's just in over his head. <laughs> um, and then going, touching on the uh, uh, the, the more kids thing, I think that's wishful thinking. That's all. Yeah. Jeff, I'm going to throw this next one to you. Forever Kicking Tires wants to know, would you rather have a birthday cake or birthday pie? Ooh. That's a good question. Well, I, do I get to pick what kind of pie it is? Yes. There are a lot of pies I don't like. They're literally not going to make birthday into a pie. You get to choose what the filling is. <laughs> I'd probably go with the cake still. I just don't like that many pies. Or in fact, I think I only like like one pie. Really? Yeah. Only one pie. Yeah. I like French oh, silk good. pie, but like apple pie, pumpkin pie, pie, other pies. <laughs> They suck. So give me cake. Uh, but like, is okay. it is it? Do I only get a regular cake, or can I have an ice cream cake? You are really, really, really just asking the question. Here. It's a birthday cake. It's a cake made of birthday, not ice uh, cream. I want the. I'll take. I'll take the birthday cake made of birthday. It's a cake made of birthday. <laughs> that was that was difficult. Kyle, you get two well, words on this. Uh, I think I. I, I, you know what? I'll take a birthday cake. That's more than three yeah. words. Uh, yeah. Sorry. All right. Team cake. Peter tried it. What? I said team cake. Two words. Oh, good. I was going to give you 17 words. Very efficient, <laughs> Peter. Good job. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is pie. It is way more versatile. Well, what kind of pie? Uh, chocolate meringue. Key lime. No, don't like either of those. Key lime is good. I'm, I'm on board with that. No, that's gross. Shepherd's pie for your birthday. Ooh. Ooh. I didn't think of those kind of pies. Meat pie? Yeah. Hot pie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question. <laughs> Are you sure we can spend another 30 minutes on that? Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, Jimmy JJ. Goes. Yeah. Would you rather have a pie for your birthday... Or a hundred ten grady size birthday cakes. A <laughs> hundred ten grady size birthday cakes? I think I would take the cakes. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of cake. That is a lot of cake, yeah. I, would, I could just do so much with that many cakes. Copious amount. Yes. I could have a big block party and all my neighbors would love me. Excellent. And then the answer Jimmy Hoffa's ghost wants to know, uh, what's your take on how Cronwall has been playing? Anybody? I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed him really. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's not a bad thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the only the only time I really noticed him was last game. Um, what was it? It was uh, uh, there, 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 there was like a backdoor play where he kind of he, he lost his man, but I mean, it wasn't just him. I mean, that's the only time I really noticed him, which is good, you know, considering that I noticed I, our other defensemen far too often for negative things. I had very low expectations for him, so I think he's kind of exceeded them. Yeah, I guess what I'll say is that Cronwell doesn't look like he's lost a step from last year, and last year he wasn't that good, but there were flashes. He had that one play where he did the real quick give-and-go at the top, and that got him a shot from, uh, like, right at the top of the circles that none of our other defensemen do that, and yeah. I really missed that, but then he also had the one where he bobbled the puck at the blue line and lost the zone. So, I mean, I think he's been slightly more positive than negative. Like, I wouldn't put the, the losses on him, but I, I, I get closer and closer to imagining a, a Red Wings blue line that no longer has Cronwall on it, and it doesn't necessarily bother me anymore. Um, right. Real quick on this one, Grand Moff Larkin asked about Truba, which we already talked about. But there's a mandatory speculative trade proposal uh, where he offers Smith, Yurko, and a first. And I think we should all just take a moment and laugh about that because if that were possible, I have to imagine it would have already been done like a long oh, time yeah. ago. Wait, yeah. no, sorry. Can you trade Smith, Yurko, Yurko and a first? Yeah, you can trade Yurko's hurt. Okay. They just have to be willing to do that. Okay. Yeah. So, that, I mean, brilliant. Not to, yeah. not to pee on your cornflakes there, Grandma Larkin, because I appreciate you trying to roster bait on that. And it was a good question that had we not already answered, we definitely would have had to have made sure to get to. But Harrison um, 52 wants to know, do you think that if the boys miss the playoffs this year that Ken Holland next season will, A, finally let the young guys play and stop signing veterans, B, blame it on the kids and sign more veterans, C, change nothing at all? Peter. Well, he's not going to blame it on the kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, he might. He might say, yeah, we just didn't have that much experience. So. I think it's B or C. No. I think probably C. I'm, I am so horrified that if they miss the playoffs, he is going to smash the uh, the panic button and just do some dumb shit. Like pants on head, drinking out of the toilet, dumb shit. The Vancouver Canucks plan. Yeah, that is terrifying. Basically, yeah. Uh, I I don't see him changing anything. He's been the same GM that he's always been. It's just not working as well. Uh, Swore Lord Firm wants to know if we keep losing, how short is Blashill's leash? Tom Cruise short? <laughs> That's funny because Tom Cruise I mean, really it's short. not like he has a long leash anyways, so. It's very long. It's not like he's, it's not like he's out there like, you know what, I'm just going to scratch everybody, this is my team, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he, there's still decisions coming that that, that seem like they, they are so not Blashill. So it's like, I don't know. It, I don't think it's him. I think I, I don't. I think he already has a pretty short leash. So, um, I mean, I, and I not that it's because the scapegoat. If, if, if it goes bad enough, Oh, I no, absolutely. See. He will. Yeah. Yeah, he might as well just grow a mustache. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's Tom Cruise short. I think it's Martin short. Martin? No, nothing. 
Yeah. <laughs> he he makes it through the season. I don't think there's any chance he gets fired in season. Yeah, unless the the losing streak hits some crazy stupid number. Um I can't see why they would do that. Uh Bird Tire wants to know will the Red Wings win more than six in a row this year? Anybody want to say yes to that? <laughs> uh, no, I want to, no, but I'm not going to. No. They peak will early. they lose more than six in a row? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. There's a pretty well, good chance of it. But yeah. there's a better chance of them winning more than six in a row. Because what? They'd have to lose. Uh, Vancouver would be the seventh straight loss. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's absolutely happening. So that would be pretty bad. <laughs> All right. We should go back to positivity corner for a second. <laughs> yeah, like we can go it, back to positive. Like make it the rest of this uh, Mikey Likey Hockey wants to know, if it all comes crashing down this season, will you cry into your scotch or celebrate with a party? I mean, I'll just be numb. I'll, yeah, I'll just be upset. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to party. I'm just going to be mad. So. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm a Lions fan as well, so I know both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Sunday was awesome. Uh, I definitely won't cry in a scotch. The tears will change the flavor of it, and it'll be gross. Um, yep, that's true. And that's true. I'm. You've cried. Definitely scotch? not. Do it. Well, Kyle, someone said that's true. So, like, they've done it. They know for a fact. Well, water changes I, scotch. I can't imagine yeah, if you add yeah. salt water to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Scott All right. Uh, I, and I, just, I, I, I can't party at the concept of my team losing. Nah. Yeah, not. Yeah. Also wants to know uh, predict the coming week for the Wings. No. <laughs> I bet you we beat Montreal. Because nothing, uh, I'm I, I'm I'm in I'm in a a state where I'm saying very little positive, and I'm just kind of sick of it. So I'm not even going to make any predictions. I they'll go one, one, Bertuzzi and one. Score a goal. They will score. Tyler Bertuzzi will score a goal. One, one, and one. We are going to win I'm in Philly. Then we are going to beat Vancouver. Then uh, we lose to Montreal because Carey Price. Flops ridiculously, and we get a goal called off. <laughs> Baby Larks wants to know what's the deal with AA and Blashill. Blashill seems annoyed every time the Diggers ask about AA's play, and usually responds with some form of bitter criticism, uh, despite him having produced points for this team that night. That night, what's going on there? Is it any of Blashill writing AA because he realizes he has the potential to be better? AA has an a- has an attitude. Uh, Blashell doesn't want him on the team, but Ken Holland does. Uh, Blashell honestly just doesn't seem as anything special, or Blashell's an idiot doesn't have a clue how to use raw talent. A lot of options there. there. Yeah. What do you think is behind it, Kyle? I think that he just gets asked the same goddamn questions all of the time. And he's probably just starting to get a little bit of a Babcock outlook. I mean, how many times did they ask about Gustav Nyquist and Thomas Tatar uh, not producing? 
and I, you know, I just, well, I, I, I think he's just, what was that? Well, that was just Helene, really. I know, but, when are, you know. When is the target of produce? Up to Sorry, the standard that we were, he's expecting to be. Anyways, no, I, I, no, I don't think, I think we're just, it's just over observation. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything going on there. Uh, does Athena do you have an attitude? I don't know. Maybe he's a little cocky. Whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think he's the kind of player who walks into the into, into the locker room, uh, flipping the bird and, and you know like pissing in uh, on the floor. <laughs> um, that's funny. Um, I I I just yeah maybe he's a little cocky, but that's fine. I mean there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but no, I don't think there's anything there that should be concerning. If anything, I think Blashill is just starting to show a little bit of frustration, and that's okay. Peter, what do you think? Um, I mean, I said this before, I mean, like, it, it, uh, it, it does seem like, like he's getting, you know, he's, he's more critical openly than he is of the other players. I mean, I don't know how much of it has to do with, you know, him being asked more about it, um, I don't know. I mean, like it, it does seem like he's more he's he's more openly critical uh, of Athanasia than he is of the other players who are definitely not performing uh, up to their expectations. I don't know. That's what I see. I think it's ageism. Jeff. <laughs> I'd just like to think that. It, it might not be the correct way to go about it, but I just like to think that it's he thinks AA can get to another level, and he thinks criticizing him and and being harder on him through the media might make him like, oh, I'll fucking show you type deal. And uh, I don't know. Tip on the shoulder. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think yeah. he is trying to to motivate him to to do better because I think that. That Blasio believes that Athanasiu does have more potential in him. Uh, I also think that Athanasiu doesn't uh, fit in. I'm just trying to think of the best way to say this. Uh, culturally, with what Blasio thinks that a hockey player of his skill level should, I think I think AA is too cocky for Blasio, and he is trying to break him of that. Um, and I I don't want to see that happen. Like I I think that AA has got the opportunity got the potential to be a really fun personality electrifying guy out there uh a really kind of uh almost a, a foil to to dylan larkin being like the hardworking and also skillful but kind of kind of bland <clears throat> so I, I really want to see like a and larkin be like have that kind of thing going on but uh i don't think blashell wants that so Oh, well. Uh, Akidiani, six. Should the lack of Department of Player Safety hearings be a concern of us as fans who do not want to see guys have brain injuries and for the players who themselves might feel like the DOPS does not enforce the rules equally across the board to keep guys safe? There's a loaded question for you, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, earlier this week, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was like the uh, Wyshynski Lozo one where they had two guys from the Department of Player Safety on. And it was it was a really interesting interview. Um, I think it's definitely worth listening to. Um, the one thing that, I mean, obviously this is something I've been concerned about for, for years. Um, 
the one thing that they that they talked about that I thought was interesting that came up with the cadre hit scene uh, recently was that blind like just because it hits from the blind side it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it, like, like like that's not a suspendable category um, if you know the primary point of target is the head and it's unavoidable like so for example um, if I'm going to to hit somebody and the only way I can throw a legal check is to make contact partially with the head, then that is legal. So that, that's not an illegal check. Uh, now, obviously, if I'm, like, if I'm, as I'm coming by, if, like, I, I jump up or, you know, put my elbow out to make sure I make contact with the head, that's different. Um, but, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing I would change is I would, I would make blindside hit a suspendable offense. Because um, that's where we seem to be seeing some of the really big things and some of the really big problems. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's a difference between, you know, a lot of times they'll say, oh, you know, you've got to keep your head up, which which I partially agree with because it, dep- it depends. Like if I'm coming up the middle and I have my head down and there's a guy right in front of me, that's that's a problem. But if I'm, you know, if I have the puck, I look down to get it on my stick and the guy comes from a like, like a point where I can not possibly see him and just crushes me. I mean, I think those are the type of hits that I think um, have more of a potential to, to be damaging. Because it's not just if, um, you know, if I'm coming in and my elbow hits your head. I mean, you can get a concussion without getting principal contact with the head, you know, because of maybe how you fall, hit the ice, et cetera. I mean, so that, that would be my biggest thing is I think, I think at the last GM meeting I was reading that, uh, at least one of the GMs wanted to, you know, to really, you know, to make that a suspendable uh, aspect of a hit. And I, I agree with that. I think that should be the, for me, that's the biggest change I would do. Well said. Yeah, I think uh, specifically as it relates to the cadre thing, the concept of like, oh, it was unavoidable, is horseshit. I think the cadre uh, aimed at the front of the shoulder that would allow him to make shoulder-to-shoulder contact that turned into head contact. I think had he aimed at the back of the shoulder, uh, that would have been a clean hit, but he didn't. He wasn't interested in doing that, and knowing the rules that you can essentially get away with making uh, a contact that isn't necessarily start, that doesn't necessarily start as head contact, but finishes as it, um, I think that people are going to continue to take advantage of shit like that. I think uh, when Braden Shen uh, tried to jump around Brendan Smith and missed the jump and ended up picking Brendan Smith's head and knocking him to the ice. I think regardless of whether or not Braden Shen intended to do that, I think he should have been suspended for it. Um, I, it's just, there's too much bullshit. The, when we were working on the concept of we should make headshots suspendable, that blindside shot by Kadri was like the very definition of what exactly that problem is. And then they essentially took the teeth out of the blindside hit rule to make it because they found out that they, there essentially was no like, well, you hit him from where you can see it coming. Oh, well, we can't punish that. So we should do that. So they kind of stole from, they, they took all the teeth out of one rule to put teeth in another rule. And it just, it didn't make any fucking sense. Um, stop hitting guys in the head. Stop, running at players like that and suspend more frequently and 
more drastically. And start, I know we had a con, uh, we had a conversation about this in the comments not too long ago. Um, start finding the organization. Every time a player gets suspended, the organization should pay a fine. Um, and I think that you start getting a lot. And if there are too many players that get fines or suspensions on the coach, start paying out of his own damn salary until all of the shit that's causing these kind of borderline plays that people are, are endlessly arguing about uh, freaking ends and we get to, to argue about more things. I don't, I don't care. It's like, that country on Sadin was shitty. Uh, the result yeah. of what happened with Shen on, on Smith was bad enough to where I don't get where you can fuck up and accidentally open up a guy's lip with your stick and you get four minutes um, but you can accidentally jump, try to avoid a guy's head and get abs- and get nothing for it. At some point, you've got to be responsible. So uh, they're not doing that, and they're doing a shitty job of, of enforcing their own rules. Yeah, I mean, I mean think, you know, think all the way back to, uh, you know, like one of the biggest things that led to, you know, the, the crackdown was, you know, the, the Matt Cook hit on Savard. I mean, like, the biggest problem with that is it was blindside. Like, he had no way to see that coming. Uh, and I, I agree. I mean, I think according to the rules, Kadri shouldn't have been suspended, but I think the rules should be different because, you know, I think he should be. So I think that, you know, the rules should reflect that. You know, because, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's, uh, that, that, I mean, it's hard to think of a more dangerous type of hit than that uh, in terms of, you know, these head injuries. Yep. Anybody else got anything to add to that kind of topic? No, no. All well said. I think you guys, you, yeah, you guys covered it real well. All right. Cam to says he's turning 21 on the 8th. Uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, yeah, any drink work. recommendations? Um, uh, do the Red Wings play that day? A hand cocktail. Yeah. They do. Tomorrow, it's election it? day. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. I'm, yeah, okay, tomorrow. Um, What's in a hand cocktail, Jeff? It's uh, Katz and Morgan and Dr. Pepper in a Slurpee cup. <laughs> you gotta have the Slurpee cup. That is crucial. Yeah, no, yeah. Slurpee cup is so important. Um, I say you just have uh, an old fashioned with bullet. Yeah, have an old fashioned with a with a bullet if you like that. If you don't like that, then I don't know. Just have like a Jack and Coke or something, or just have like a Bud Light. I don't know. Whatever. You have like. one of everything. Your birthday. There you go. You exactly. have a pie, you have a cake. <laughs> have 110 grady size cakes. 110 yeah. grady size cakes. Well, and make sure you don't eat from because it's your birthday. I really struggle to uh, remember back to 21. 21-year-olds uh, drink swill. So oh, yeah. just drink whatever the hell you want. Like that everything is. that anybody tells you is, is good or like high-class shit, you're probably not going to like I don't know you sure. or your life, so you could have been drinking off the top shelf since you were 14, and I wouldn't know any different. Um, <laughs> but for the majority of us who are, like, looking, like, you turn 21, you're like, oh, I want to get into drinking. Uh, don't bother with expensive shit. It's not going to taste like shit to you. So <laughs> drink well whiskey and get hammered and just Moonshine. live it. Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy the quick recovery time that you have when you're 21. Yes, it, yeah. Don't. Uh, although um, Bill H does recommend water, it seems to work the best. Uh, <laughs> do that. 
if you're going out to celebrate your 21st birthday, uh, drink plenty of water along with all the booze you're going to imbibe and uh, try yeah. not to pass out or something. Be safe out there. Yeah. Have a water Octopus. every every drink or two. <laughs> yeah. Like one for one. Octopus Connoisseur wants to know Nolan Patrick or Timothy, is it Liljegren? Liljegren. Uh, you got to go with uh, you go, you go with the center. Patrick. Yep, you go with Patrick. Ah, uh, it's got two first names. They're all assholes. <laughs> uh, I love talking about prospects or draft, like draft, like prospects with JJ. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I always say he's so insightful. In <laughs> <laughs> That's like the one thing about hockey that JJ is just like, like usually pretty much everything he knows a lot about. But when it comes to like draft prospects. Nope. He's just like, what, what's, his, what's his name? What's he play? Half a <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have not been paying attention yet. I love so, it. Yeah, but yeah, I know you take, the, you take the center. Yeah, Kyle's the pro here. Take his I'll first. take whoever Vegas doesn't take with the first pick. Call. <laughs> okay. uh, both Copper City Wing and Bill H. essentially ask, like, what the plan should be based on the players we have, which we did talk about. I did like the way Copper City Wing asked, uh, are we becoming Ottawa 2.0 without the Carlson fun? And, man, that, that kind of um, cuts, but I think, no, we're closer to being Calgary 2.0. Yeah, it's Calgary. Yeah, Calgary we're for Calgary, Calgary yeah, the so. Yeah. So... Uh, finishing it off, Kevin Coyle Seven wants to know: Say we had elite top defense, top three in the NHL, and the forwards we have now, do you think we would have a good shot at the cup? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, literally, I sure. think if you have a top three defense in the NHL, you've got a shot at the cup, even yeah. with garbage. Plus, I, mean, I don't think we've got garbage forwards. Yeah. Our goalies would be fine, especially playing behind that defense. I don't think you know they'd be I mean? the favorite, but they'd have a they'd have a legit chance. If we had Tampa's blue line, we'd have a real good team. Yeah, yeah. Just switch up entirely. Would be if they had their blue line. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see. He also wants to know what happens when Holland's contract is up. Uh, do you think Stevie Y comes home because his contract is up a year after Holland? No. no. I don't think there's anything for Stevie. Holland will figure out what he wants to do. He just he's like, uh, do I want to keep doing this? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll take another year or two. Uh, do I want to keep it? No, no. I think you know what? Just make me like VP or something like that of Illich Industries or something like that, and probably the holding deal. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) I think. I know. I think Ryan Martin's going to be our next GM. I don't think there's anything for Stevie Y to come home to. I don't think that uh, that's a very yeah. good proposition for him. He's got it real good in Tampa. He's got a lot of good advantages. Uh, he comes back here and essentially runs into the uh, Joe Sackick in Colorado, where yeah. you're you're really putting your legacy on the line um, for what kind of amounts to a, a PR move anyway. Um, I don't know. And no income tax. Yeah. So, 
that uh, that that ends reader questions. I'll throw it back. Do to you guys you. have any final hockey-related thoughts before we say goodbye? I really hope we win tonight. Do you oh, have any? Already. Do you guys have any just I, I final? Have, I would like to thoughts win. in general. I, I do have final thoughts. Uh, if you, if you, I'm assuming you're listening to this on November 8th. If you haven't voted, go do that. Um, yeah. But don't talk to me about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well put. Or anybody I really. Don't just yeah. Go do your civic duty, and then let's all just shut up about politics for like a month, please. <laughs> Thank I'll you. Take a you. Year. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Pretty good, fellas. Uh, it's been an interesting episode. Uh, everyone say goodbye. Bye. Hey, we are actually under time. We got uh, 14 more minutes to waste if you want. No. I'm good. Well, no, everybody's tired? Yeah, I got to I gotta go vote at like 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah. play street hockey. Did you already win? Yeah, we're just doing pickup games now because we're we like it's like to play because it's fun. Nice, love fun. Best, Big best of twenty-seven. Yeah. yeah, more points, <laughs> more fun. That's true. All right. Okay. Wait. For JJ, Kyle, Peter, oh, wait, Graham. Swing it, Mo. Still ready. See you next week. <laughs>